Wait. What did you ask for? Are you recording me? No, I'm not recording you. I wasn't. I, that, that looked like I was recording you, but <laughs> it looked like I was recording you, which I am. But I did. I did on accident at that time. Um, that's good. That's really good. Who? Does that? Does anyone know what book of the Bible we're in now in October? Picture. Oh, oh, close, close, close. Genesis. 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 That's it. <laughs> I don't. I don't even have. A, I don't even have. But specifically, what person are we talking about in Genesis? Yeah. Abraham. Abraham. Tyler raises his hand though. He, he's so respectful. Okay. Abraham has many sons. Um, and who remembers our theme? That hasn't. Come on, Caitlin. Come on. Wait, how come you're laughing? Oh, he, he uh, finished my song. Oh, <laughs> should we do the dance real quick? No. Should we all stand up? Another time. Wait, next week, next week we'll do the dance, okay? The Father Abraham dance where it's like the hokey pokey kind of? Oh, yeah. Oh, Father Abraham. Uh-huh. We should make our own dance. We will eventually. We'll take tack it. Or Instagram reel. We'll Instagram reel it, all right? For those who are all caught up in ha- words and stuff like that, all right? I'm all about labels. How they work. It's all the same. Okay, so in Acts, in Acts we learned that Jesus, we kind of learned that Jesus is for everyone everywhere because we saw uh, people were understanding the mighty works of God, like they could understand it in their own tongues, and their own languages, right? Uh, like the disciples of Jesus were speaking in languages that everyone could understand. So everyone could understand the mighty works of God. What is this? So you should can. Drinks now. You won't drink for another three weeks. Yeah. Well, I have to drink this like every day. Yes. 70 ounces. Because I have to do track. And coach will yell at me if I don't. All right. But we also yeah. learned. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have to do tomorrow. We also saw, though, in Acts that Peter, he gave, he, he gave this sermon kind of to all these people. And he said that there was this promise. And it is for everyone. For all those who are far off. For all those who God calls. All right. So that's how we kind of saw it. in Acts. That Jesus is for everyone everywhere, in a way, okay? And then last week, we learned about Abraham. And uh, does anyone remember a little bit about what happened last week? He was called to leave all he had. He was called to leave all he had, yes. And then God says this amazing thing to him. He says, he says leave all you have, and through you, I am going to... Bless. Bless everyone. Bless the earth. Okay, he says... Through you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless the whole world, okay? And ultimately, we find out that that is Jesus, right? Je- like, Jesus is the descendant of Abraham through his family, who is a blessing to all people, to everyone, all right? Today, we are going to see that faith is even for messy people, okay? That faith in Jesus is even for messy people, all right? So let's read the passage, and then we'll pray, and then we'll talk about how do we know that faith is for messy people? Okay, this is the passage. It's uh, Genesis 12, verses 10 through 17. Here we go. Ready? If you have a phone, you can look it up or you can just listen. So this is right after the passage from last week almost. So there was a famine. Now there was a famine in the land. So Abraham is walking all over the land because right, he left his people. And then there's a famine in the land. Hits the land. Abraham's like, whoa. All right. So Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there for the famine was severe in the land. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, I know that you are a woman beautiful in appearance. And when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but they will let you live. Say you are my sister, that it may go well with me because of you, and that my life may be spared for your sake. 
When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. And when the, princes, when the princes of Pharaoh saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And for her sake, he dealt well with Abram. And he had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male servants, female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord afflicted Pharaoh in his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. Okay, let's pray. And then we'll talk a little bit about it, okay? Uh, God, we come here today, uh, we come here as messy people with messy lives, um, and we just pray that during this time that you would encourage us and comfort us, uh, that you uh, do not abandon us because we are messy people, but you love us, um, and also you encourage us to be a people who move toward other people who are messy, who have messy lives, um, because through, uh, through Jesus, uh, you are a blessing to all, and if Jesus lives inside of us, we can be a blessing to all, even the messy people around us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you, okay, so have you guys ever felt like your life is just a total mess? Any stories you guys got? Anyone? Yes. Yes, Brian. Huh? Okay. Uh, yes, maybe. Uh, does anyone feel like their life is a total mess right now in ways? All right, well, here, here, here's the thing about me, okay? Whenever I move someplace, and, and like I've, I've kind of moved around like, like, well, it feels like a good amount just because I've like moved to college and moved back for the summer, then moved back and then moved back. So it's like you're picking up everything you have and you're moving back and forth, you know? And then I've like gone to Spokane for a summer one time. So I moved up there and then I moved back and then I moved back to New Jersey. So it's like, I, I feel like I've, I've traveled, even though it's just between like three places, a good amount. And I've had to pack up my stuff and move a lot. And one thing I hate is moving, okay? I hate packing up my stuff and moving. Like when, when it comes time, when I was at college and it would come time, for like the school year to be ending, and it'd be like, oh, I have to get out of my dorm room or out of my apartment. I would, I would sit there, and it would be like a week out, and I'd be like, oh, I just want to think about it right now because I hate, I hate thinking about moving. And then I, like two days would be before the semester, before like our semester ends and we have to move out, and I'm like, oh, man, I got to pack up my stuff. And my life would just be in shambles for like two days. And it wasn't just like I was like crying, but like I, when I, I feel like when my life is in shambles, I just get kind of crazy. So I was just like, like sitting in my room maybe laughing, all right, laughing a lot, so that's really cool, all right, uh, no, come on, man, not the joker, just really cool laughing, all right, I'd be, like, laughing, I'd be, like, just throwing stuff in bags, like, and, and I would just be, like, wow, this is a messy life I have right now, messy life, okay, and I think all of us, all of us can kind of connect with, we all know what it feels like to have a messy life, maybe in more serious ways, too, right, like, maybe, like, we have relationships that are torn or broken, or maybe, like, we're physically hurting, or maybe we did something that we like really regret. We did something bad and we're like, oh, how do I, like my life is just in shambles right now. How do I go about this? All right. So all of us kind of know what it's like to have a messy life. Um, but I think what we kind of see, what we can see in this passage is that messy lives are not an obstacle to God. Okay. When, when we have messy lives and when those around us have, when our lives are messy, it's not an obstacle to God and his love for us and others. Okay. Our messy lives cannot keep us from God. And, and we see this in a few ways. All right? But I think also when we think about people with messy lives, like we don't just, we don't, like we, we have messy lives, but then also I think it's easy for us to see other people and be like, oh, that person's life is messy. Like maybe we're just driving down the road and we see someone on the side of the road who's kind of in shambles, right? They don't look like they're having the best time and we can be like, oh man, like they have, they have a messy life. Or maybe it's like people who are, who are really struggling in our country or, or other countries and and they're trying to like make a better life for themselves. And, and so there's people like immigrating to our country 
and it's really easy to see like, oh, they have, they have messy lives, right? Um, it's really easy for us to see like on the news, people whose lives are broken and messy um, for all sorts of reasons. But also it could just be like the, the like kids at school as you're going to school. It's easy to like look at kids and be like, oh, their, their life is in shambles. And sometimes kind of be judgmental about it, but it's easy to like notice people and be like, oh, their life is messy. Their life is in shambles. Um, and I think, how about, how about those of you who have siblings? And, or maybe your parents or people you're really close with? I think the people that we also know the best, it's also really easy to be like, oh, their life is falling apart. Their life is messy because we live with them, like our siblings and our family, right? But I think here, here is the really, really good news, okay? Even though sometimes it's hard to believe that Jesus is for those of us who have messy lives or those of the people, the people around us who have messy lives, even though it's really hard to believe that, the good news is, is that God loves messy people. He loves messy people. All right, Jesus is for them. And people's lives can be messy for, for different reasons, right? What are, what are some reasons that people's lives can be messy? What can make someone's life messy? Kind of gave some examples before. Yeah, Luke? Does it have to be just one thing? Because I feel like it would be multiple No, yeah, yeah. It can be multiple things. Yeah. Well, very cool. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. Um, well, I, okay. Well, I think there's two ways in this passage that we see that these people's lives are messy, okay? We see sometimes there's things that we do that make our lives messy. There's like mistakes that we make or things that we do bad or wrong. We hurt others and that makes our life messy. But sometimes it's things that other people do to us that make our lives messy, Right? Can you think of like both ways, maybe in your own life? Like, oh, someone really hurt me, so my life is like hard. It's difficult. But sometimes it's like, oh, I really messed up. And so my life is difficult. It's messy. Um, and I, so first, we're going to see how, we're going to see how Abraham, in verses 11 through 13, how his life is messy because of what, because of what he does, okay? So Abraham, or Abram, he tells his wife, Sarah, essentially, in verses 11 through 13, he talks to his wife, who he's married to, right? And he says, Sarah we got to go to Egypt because there's a famine. All right, so they need to go to Egypt to get, like, goods and foods and, because there's, like, a lot of... Uh, that's where the, the people are at. He's, like, living out in the country. And so he needs to come to a place where the people are at so that there can be resources for him, okay? And they're going to go into Egypt, and, and, and Abraham says, Sarah, I know that you're very beautiful, and when the Egyptians see you, they're going to know that too, and they're going to kill me and take you from me. So what I need you to do is to pretend not to be my wife, but just pretend to be my sister and give yourself to them, all right? So that way, I don't, I don't get hurt. I don't die, all right? So Abraham kind of does this thing, which doesn't necessarily seem right to me. It doesn't seem right that Abraham does this, right? And, and actually, um, what we see here in, in verse 11 through 13, Abraham has this conversation with Sarah, but then Abraham's life just gets messy because of what he does, right? Because the Egyptians somehow find out that Abraham lied to them about Sarah being um, his sister and not his wife. And then the Egyptians like find out and then they just say, get away, take her away from us, like get away from us. And so God does protect them in a way because they don't like kill Abraham on the spot, but they say, oh man, like just get him, get him away from us. All right, so Abraham his life is kind of messy because he makes a mistake, because he did something wrong, right? He, he lied uh, to, to the Egyptians. And not only did he lie to the Egyptians, but 
the person who he was supposed to take, he's supposed to take care of his wife, right? He's supposed to be there for her and love her. And instead, he says, I actually need you to, to give yourself up, to like let them take you away from me. So the person who he's supposed to protect and take care of, he just gives up and lets go. And his life is messy. Like he is broken. Abraham, the person we just the person we just read about last week, who God makes this incredible promise to, he says, I choose you to be a blessing to all people through you. Jesus is gonna come. Right after that passage, Abraham does this. He lies and he, he doesn't protect those who he's supposed to protect and love. Um, and I think if we, if we really think about our lives, right, kind of what I was saying before, all of us, all of us, we do bad things. We are broken. We lie. Um, we don't always protect those and love those who are close to us and who, who are actually supposed to protect and love. Um, but I think the, the really amazing thing that can bring us all comfort and hope here and humility is that even though Abraham messed up, God still protected him. God still, God still loved him. Um, God did not give up on him. God didn't just say, Abraham, I'm done with you. I'll start again with someone new. I'll choose someone else to be, be in my family, to be uh, the person through whom the blessing is going to come to all people. But he, he sticks with Abraham. And we know that because if you read on in Genesis, like you just continue to see that God sticks with Abraham. And then you follow the line of Abraham all the way to the New Testament and there Jesus is. Like the, this promise that God makes to Abraham, what Abraham does, even the mistakes that he makes, that the mistakes that he makes, those, do not, those are not obstacles to God and him loving him and sticking with him. And I think that's a comfort to all of us, right? Because how many times do all of us, how many times do you guys mess up? How many times can you guys think of things that you uh, make mistakes in or intentionally do bad or like you, you treat people poorly? I think our lives are scattered, right, with a lot of mess and selfishness and lying and caring about ourselves more than we care about others. And as we go to school, like we hurt others with our words and with our actions. Um, and sometimes we just do that. We make fun of someone just because they're different than us, right? Like it doesn't have to be a big thing. Um, and, and for those of you with siblings, like how easy is it to just say something mean to them or do something mean to them? I mean, I know growing up for me, like it was, it was really easy. It was way easier to be mean to my sibling than nice to them, than intentionally nice to them. Um, and even I think like, can, like when, when hard situations rise in our lives, it's really easy to kind of shy away from them, especially like when we're trying to like fit in with a crowd and a crowd maybe is doing something bad or, or making fun of someone, it's really easy just to go along with what they're doing instead of sticking up for what we believe is right and, and do the right thing, right? All of us uh, make mistakes and hurt others and lie and are selfish. Our lives are messy. All of our lives are messy because we make them messy sometimes, right? Um, but the amazing thing is that God still loves you. Uh, your mess that you make of your life is not an obstacle to God. It's not something that can take you and separate you away from him. Yes, Luke? Are we all messy? Aren't we all messy? Yes, we are. We are. All of, all of us are messy, right? I mean, I think even, even if we're thinking about our lives and we're like, oh, I can't think of a time where I messed up, I did something bad, I think you're lying to yourself. I think you're lying to yourself. Because all of us have messed up and done something bad. All of us. We are all messy. Yes, Luke, we are all messy. But God still desires, <laughs> God still desires a relationship with you. God still wants you to know him. But I think, right, as I mentioned before, sometimes we make our lives messy because of things we do. But sometimes our lives are messy because of things that other people do to us or just things that are going on the, in the world, right? And those things can happen at the same time. We can make our own lives messy and other people 
can do things to us that make our lives messy and hurtful, right? Um, and I think, like, do some of you guys maybe just feel like an outcast or, or lonely um, because of, of who you are, in a sense? Like, you go to school and you feel like, oh, no one gets me. No one understands me. Um, no one listens to me. And maybe that's because you've, like, tried to share something with someone before, like, very vulnerable and personal to you. And instead of just listening to you, and they, they try to change you, or they make fun of you, or they break your trust. And I think, like, that, that is a way that our lives can be messy because of other people, because of people who, who hurt us, right, in a sense, when we try to share something vulnerable with them, and they, and they go behind our backs, and, and they hurt us, or, or they try to just change us instead of listen um, for, for a second. Um, but also, like, some of our lives can be messy because stuff goes on in our family sometimes, right? Like, our families are broken. The people, not just our families, but our friends are broken. And they, just like we do mean things to others, and, and we hurt others, other people hurt us, especially those closest to us. Our siblings hurt us. Our best friends hurt us. Sometimes parents, you, like, I'm not a parent. I was going to say we. I guess I have a dog. So we can hurt our children. <laughs> but also, children, we can hurt our parents, right? And, and so, we, like, our lives are messy because of ourselves, but also because of the things that go on around us, because of, because of the, the ways that people treat us, because of things that are going on in the world. Um, and I think we see that, like Sarah, or Sarai here, she, she, her life is messy, but not because of what she has done, but Sarah was just given over to the Egyptians. And the Egyptians probably like, took advantage of her in a lot of ways. They probably didn't treat her nicely in a lot of ways, or respect her. All right, so Sarah's life was a mess. Her life was a mess. And it wasn't because of what she did, but it was because of what was done to her. Because Abraham gave her over, because the Egyptians did not respect her, because Abraham did not love and respect her. But I think something we see that is really encouraging with Sarah is that, in a way, Abraham and the Egyptians kind of treat Sarah as a prop. They say, oh, we'll just throw Sarah around, like she's just the one we're going to use for this, and they don't see her as a human, and so her life is messy. But God doesn't treat Sarah like a prop, okay? But he sees her as a human. He sees her in the middle of her mess. He sees her in the middle of her mess, and he takes her out of it. Because in, in verse 17, um, when uh, Sarah is with the Egyptians, God, it says, the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So God actually sees Sarah in the mess that she is in, and he, he afflicts Pharaoh and the Egyptians with these plagues. And then the Egyptians are like, oh, what is going on? Sarah, you need to leave. Like, Abraham, go back with Abraham. And so in a sense, God does, uh, he, he sees the mess that Sarah is in, and he protects her, and he loves her. And I think that, that is the same thing that is true for us. You know, sometimes other people um, can make our lives messy, but it is true that God sees you in the middle of that mess. Um, when others hurt you, uh, God sees you and he loves you and, and he does not give up on you. He desires for you to know him and for him to know you, for you to know his comfort and his love. Um, so your mess, your mess, no matter whether it's the mess that you have made up in your own life because of things you've done or things that have been done to you, God sees you and that is not an obstacle to him knowing you into you knowing him, all right? So the one challenge I have for you guys is do not let your mess, don't let your mess, whether it's the mess that you've created in your life or a mess that other people have, have created in your life, don't, don't let that mess stop you or keep you from coming to Jesus, okay? Because Jesus won't turn you away. If we come to him, he does not turn us away. 
Um, and also when you see the messes of, those, of people around you, when you see people around you with messy lives, whether it's when you're driving or you're at school or you're hanging out with your family, um, just in your day-to-day, or maybe you're hanging at the, at the mall or shopping, and you see people and you see that they are messy, um, don't let their messes stop you from believing and trusting that Jesus loves them and desires to know them as they are, okay? Jesus, Jesus loves you and desires to know you and doesn't want your mess to keep you from coming to him. But he also doesn't want other people's messes in their own lives to stop you from believing that he can do something incredible in their life too. Right, because just in Acts, we read that whoever God calls, uh, for those who are far off, for the messy, that is who God's promise is for. And God's promise is Jesus, as we learned last week. Right, he is a blessing to all people. All right? All right, let's pray. God, we thank you. Um, we thank you for loving us in our messes. Um, for all of those who feel like our life in one way or another is in shambles because of something that we've done, something that we are ashamed of, um, something we are scared of others finding out. Um, we, we just ask that you would be a comfort to them, that you would give them courage um, to approach you boldly, approach your throne boldly because you will not turn them away because your mess does not scare them. Um, We also just pray for those who feel like their lives are messy because of things going on in their families or or things going on in the world or things that other people have said to them or or things that they uh, are just ashamed of. And we pray that those those who are hurting and and feel as though their lives are messy um, for these reasons, but also uh, not run away from you, but that they would come to you knowing that you are the ultimate comfort and source of love in life and that you are for them. We pray that you would show this to all of us, that you are for us, and that we would come to you um, and know your love for us, and that we would in turn love you as well. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.